and welcome to This Xbox Life, episode 169. Mr. November has arrived. Finally. The man can finally come and sit down with us and give us all his secrets of gaming. And uh, Mr. November, also known as Niacin. Hey, what's up? How's it going? And then along with us is Mr. Wingman709. Hello. And I'm sans the scratchy microphone this week. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. I think that was me. I didn't know that until uh, I was listening back to it, and I was like, "What is that noise?" <laughs> it was like your little your mic off your headset or headphones. I think were like scratching your chin or something. Yeah, rubbing on my shirt collar. I think. Yeah, yeah. So I was actually impressed with how good it sounded through an iPhone or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are. We, you know, when we started doing this Xbox Life prior in our previous podcasting days we used to have to like cut out just everything and it was like mix out this cut out this and and when we started doing this show we're just like hey we're gonna record whatever's in the episodes in the episode like my daughter's walking out in front of me right now she's waving at me and trying to tell me a secret and so okay thank you there it is is. and it'll stay in the show she's gonna have a camp out in bradley's room is what she says (laughs) so her secrets out. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. The whole um, world knows. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice and welcome. Congratulations, Mr. November. Um, before we, you know, hit the normal parts of the show, we want to find out more about you. So, we already kind of covered your gamer tag, but please share with us anything you would like personally. You don't have to share anything if you like to keep a deep, dark secret, but, you know, age, location, what you do, so on and so forth. As for my social credit card information? Yes. yes. Right. Um, uh, my name is uh, John. I actually live in Little Rock. I'm originally from uh, New England, Massachusetts. Um, 29. I've been gaming since a long time. I don't know. Uh, probably since my dad brought home an NES a long time ago, but... Uh, that's about it. I just play guitar, play Xbox, and hang out with the family. I've got uh, two kids and a wife. Oh. So you're about in the same boat I am. So you're 29, I'm 30. So, well, soon to be. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have much longer <laughs> before yeah. I can say I'm 30. <laughs> well, when's you, your birthday coming up? December? Uh, February, so. Oh, yeah. i got same. a couple months. Yeah. yeah, all just a bunch of babies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I turned 31 in early December, so... But, uh, yeah, left my 20s last year. It's not that big of a deal. But uh, So are you a Patriots fan since you're from New England? Of course. Of course. As little as, little as I get around to watching sports, you know, Patriots, Bruins, Celtics, Revolution, whatever. <laughs> cool. All right. Wing, do you want to hit him with the next tough question? All right. So which, uh, which consoles have you owned um, first console I played on was uh, NES. Um, first one I bought myself was a PS1. Um, I've had an NES, an SNES, a Genesis, PS1, PS2, um, an Xbox 360. Skip the original Xbox, did you? Yep, I was a PlayStation fanboy. That's yeah, I wouldn't call myself a fanboy, but that's exactly what I did too. I was a PS2, and and I actually. 
I was podcasting with these guys, I think before I even owned an Xbox 360. Um, I just, I waited until the PS3 came out because I was really anxious to say, you know, I have a PS2, I'm going to go to PS3, I'm just going to wait to see how much it is. And then the price came out. And the next day, I bought a 360. <laughs> oh, no, right. Yeah, I was like, I'm not paying $600 for a console. No, thank you. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. I followed uh, I followed Square, is what I did. I followed um, Final Fantasy to PlayStation. That's how I got stuck with them. Uh-huh. And then I got really big into like, Gran Turismo. And after Gran Turismo 4 and finding out that GT5 was going to be in, like, 2020 or something, I said, <laughs> well, I saw this game called Forza. <laughs> I guess I'll try an Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, um GT five is out and they obviously just patched it. Mm-hmm. And and it's all it's almost like the game still isn't finished but it's been released. It's like they're still working on it, but yet what was it like a couple weeks ago they announced GT six and somebody's like, Really? Seriously? They announced that they're making that game. It's like, when's that going to come out? 2018. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know. No, I think the problem with the with the Gran Turismo was actually that they just kept getting sidetracked by making it too big, and they never actually followed through with a lot of the stuff they were going to do. I mean, it's the same thing with GT4. That's that's part of why I left PlayStation, was because it was supposed to have twice as many cars and online connectivity and all this other stuff. And when I got GT4, I was just disappointed. Yeah. What else? Yeah, they have a major problem with scope creep. So mm-hmm. that's uh, a fun term. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my programming terms coming out. Yeah. yeah. But uh, all right. Um, well, you mentioned Final Fantasy, so I'm wondering if that might be in this category here. But uh, what what what's your favorite games? What's your favorite type of games? Um, you may be able to pick a certain game if you would like. Did I lose you guys? I'm still here. I think I think we lost Niacin. Oh. You got quiet all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I accidentally muted myself. He's hey, bad. Rob. Rob's here. Oh, no, it's Niacin. <laughs> Not Rob. <laughs> I was sitting here talking, going, what do you mean? I'm here. No, um... Yeah, probably my all-time favorite game would be Final Fantasy VII, with a very close second being, uh, um, I always forget what it is in Japanese, but American Final Fantasy uh, III. Hmm. So, I mean, other than that, I mean, Halo, Forza, and Pinball FX are probably my three current favorite series. Uh, are you just a note, do you like RPGs in general? Are you trying out Skyrim or anything like that? Oh, I'm really tempted. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get that payday. Uh, I've resisted long enough. The whole <laughs> uh, No, I mean, I've, I've always had a real... That's what I started on. Like, my first game wasn't Super Mario Brothers. It was Dragon Warriors. <laughs> and I was like uh, eight, I think, or something. But, um, so yeah, I mean, Final... Not Final Fantasy. Just RPGs in general have been my main game, really, until I hit xbox 360 and then i started playing you know shooters before that i'd only played halo on um, pc and then it was halo 3 that really got me loving shooters on the console cool yep all right so um what game do you most want to play 
it's uh, your pick. We're at the end of 2011, so and I get well probably going to be Skyrim. I think you just answered it, but uh, anything else that you're looking forward to playing in the coming year that has been announced? Um, for this year, I really want to play uh, Assassin's Creed, but the problem is is that I skipped uh, Brotherhood, so I can't let myself play Revelations until I finish Brotherhood. So, but that's on my list of things to do. But really, I mean, Skyrim. Yeah, I have wasted a lot of time on Oblivion, so I'll probably end up blowing some time on Skyrim this year. All right. All right. Um. All right. We gotta know how you came up with your gamer tag. Well, a long time ago, when I used to play um, Muds. Uh, you know, I used to do a whole bunch of characters, and somewhere along the lines, I just needed a name. And I was looking at the bag of uh, just like a candy bar or something, and it had uh, niacin as an ingredient. So I'm like, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> and uh, it actually got banned on the mud. They said they wouldn't let me use it. And um, But it worked in WoW, and every single game after that, and every single service I've used, it's it's free. So I just tend to use it. Uh, I've kind of outgrown it, but I don't know what else to change it to at this point. Except, uh, I guess it was obviously taken on Twitter. Yes, one dude in, like, Germany, I think. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Huh. He even spelled it wrong, just like me. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. Are you sure it was a candy bar you were eating? <laughs> I'm doing nice. a little Google search here, and I'm not thinking that was a candy bar you were you were looking at. <laughs> well, well, you know, <laughs> a you know it's actually show, uh, so it's actually a very important part of your diet. You know, vitamin B12. And <laughs> yeah, can help regulate happiness. <laughs> Regulate happiness. There you go. Oh, there's this one dude that uh, he does um, nutritional studies, and he's actually treated uh, depression with overdoses of niacin, like 10,000 milligrams or something ridiculous. Wow. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so what do you like about the show, and what would you do to change it, make it better if you, if you could? Um, my, my favorite thing about the show is just it's a very informal and um, comfortable type of community podcast. So it's, I think its biggest strength is how much you guys involve everyone else in the community with, you know, play nights and uh, the forums and having stuff like, you know, Gamer of the Month come on. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of like just listen to a couple buddies talk. And I don't really think there's, there's anything that needs any changing. Cool. Alright. Um so the question I've been waiting for <laughs> you know, since I found out you're coming on the show. No. <laughs> uh so who who would you say would be your favorite host? Um, well, you know, I'm gonna have to go with uh just pure game time really. I mean uh, I've been playing with Wing now for um a few months. I don't even remember when we started playing together what game it was. I think it was that horrible Dungeons and Dragons game. Yeah, that oh. it made by. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I had actually, I'd actually started out listening to uh, TXL. Uh, I mean, excuse me, Achievement Hounds, and then that's when I found out about you guys. And 
kind of switched over, sort of. I listen to both. but uh, So I guess I'm going to have to go with Wink. Cool, cool. You okay, Brown? You okay with that? <laughs> yes, I am absolutely fine. I'm used to it by now. That's all right. Uh, you can have me back on again next month, and I'll pick you. There you go. Oh, okay. There we go. I'll come back on, on January. I'll pick Rob. It'll be good. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, uh, thank you for, you know, sharing. Anything else you'd like to add before we go on to, you know, the main part of the show? Uh, no, I think I'm good. All right. Appreciate having me on, though. Oh, yeah, no problem. Um, all right. So what we've been playing for this week, we're going to let you go first, so I guess you get to start talking. And the first one you're going to talk about, the first one you have on the list, can you save that to last? Because I actually have questions about that. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, as, as per usual for me, I've been playing some pinball FX whenever i got a spare minute. You know, it's great because I can just sit down, bang a table around for a couple minutes and move on. And um, I've been banging away at Forza Motorsport 4, you know, and just seeing what I can get through the career. I'm up to, like, level 40-something because um, I like Forza. And I still haven't gotten around to buying the season pass, but that's on my list of things to do. And then, you know, I had to pick up Halo, so that was a day one for me. But uh, I don't know. I've got some mixed feelings about that game. I mean, I still love it because I played the original, but um, I just wasn't as blown away as I'd hoped to be. You know, it looks great. It's just, it's what it is. And then... um, I think the game I might have played the most this month actually was uh, Rocksmith, and uh, I've really been enjoying that game. It's it's got some issues, but uh, it's pretty nice. So did you did you buy the the one with the guitar? Or did you do you have a guitar of your own? Uh, no, I've been I've been playing guitar off and on for last um, over I don't know ten years, ten plus, and um, so I have a guitar, and I just use um, the guitar I have. Um, I picked it up just because I was. I've been recently trying to get back into it because I haven't played much in a long time, and I just wanted something that would uh, kind of give me that reward system, you know, just you know, force me to pick it up. Right. But, no, I've been I've been looking at that game, and and kind of curious because obviously I I do not play the guitar. Um, is it something where people may have like like you said you've played on and off and maybe you haven't played in a while? Is that a game for like people like that, or is this like a game literally? It's like oh you've never played guitar before. Okay, well get this game and it'll help. I want to say help. I don't want to say it's going to make you the next you know put yeah, famous yeah. you know put famous guitar player here, but you know Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> You said Hendrix, I have to put the Stevie Ray Vaughan in there. <laughs> you know, you're not going to be the next Stevie Ray Vaughan by playing Rocksmith. But, you know, what what should be the level of guitar player that should consider this game? Um, honestly, uh, even if you've never picked up a guitar, there's something for you in it. It's not, it wouldn't be, make it really, really easy. And you're still going to be have a learning curve because there's things that the game can't teach you. But, um a straight beginner that, you know, has maybe taken a few lessons and understands how to hold the guitar, this will help them. You know, and like I said, it gives you that reward system of, you know, keeping you playing. The only problem with it 
is that it um, it has this dynamic difficulty, which is cool. Um, but if you hit a couple lines that are real easy in the song and you hit them every time, it's going to up that difficulty faster than you can keep up with the game. And then you're going to have to fail for a little while before it goes, okay, I guess you weren't ready. And then it'll ramp it back down. So it can kind of give you a little bit of a frustration. But um, I honestly think that someone that's very new to guitar could uh, learn a lot from the game. There's only one caveat with this with, with this game, and that's it is not made to be played through HDMI. Like they even state that on the website. Right. They do not recommend HDMI as the primary audio. So I have to go and find a adapter that plugs in the old port so that I can split an RCA cable off of it just to run audio separately to my stereo because it gives you a delay when you hit the string that you can kind of get used to, but especially if you're used to playing and you know when you hit this note you should just hear it, you know, you don't get it. So a lot of times I'll actually mute the guitar so I'm just playing without any real sound except for the music of the song, like the backing track, and I just hear my own strings. Hmm. Interesting. I did see that they have like some setup, like they want you to do it the other way. I wonder if like when they if they come out with a new one, if they'll have anything to fix that. Well, I mean, it's inherent. It's inherent with using HDMI to process audio. You know, it's, yeah. it's something you really can't quite get get around, and it's cut. And it's made even worse by the fact that usually you have a processing delay when you go from, you know, a, a MIDI to a USB input, anyways. So it's like a double delay. Uh, on the plus side, I was looking at Amazon. The little adapter's like three bucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like some Chinese knockoff. It's like three bucks. So. Oh, not bad. All right. Is that all you've been playing? Um, pretty much. And then like Angry Birds or something on my Windows phone. That's about it. All right. Um, let's see. This week, I played Gears of War 3, and uh, did that basically based on the request of the Terminator. Um, we did that for FNL, and, and there was I, when I logged in, it was kind of cool, because when I logged in, there was two people. It was like, hey, can we get in on FNL? And that was Crow11 and the Flaming Chode. <laughs> um, so they were on there as well. Um, Convoy was there. Captain Hook was there. I believe Mojo was there. Um, but, you know, I think a good two and a half hours, almost three hours of, of, um, you know, one of the new maps playing Horde, uh, for Gears 3, it was pretty fun. So definitely, definitely fun. Uh, played some Battlefield 3, of course. Um, about wanted to punch my TV a couple times, but that's a whole other story, I guess. Uh, FIFA 12, uh, rented that with one of my boys we just played it against each other played a couple you know games on my own it's it's a fifa game it's good uh as usual um for my next thing here so my wife has had a windows 7 phone and she upgraded to an iphone so i took her windows 7 phone <laughs> uh, i took her windows 7 phone and i've been using it um, kind of as my personal, you know, Xbox Live, Windows Phone 7 gaming device. Um, 
playing around with it, which I, I really do like the I do like the um the operating system on there. I think it's really nice. I you know, I played downloaded a couple free games you like, like mine. You like Windows eight? Uh do I ha uh, you know that's that's it. That's I've what's been, on that phone, man. It's just well, Windows eight. <laughs> well, like I I have Windows eight, um and you know, with the way the start menu is, and so on and so forth, it, it, it's it's interesting. I'll just say that. But um, <laughs> you know, hey, the rumors are that that's what's going to be running the next Xbox. But I played like Minesweeper and things like that, and got achievements. So I was like, hey, achievements. Um, and then also on my iPhone, though, I've been playing Grand Prix Story, which is by the same people that made Game Dev Story. And it's addictive, just like Game Dev Story. So <laughs> I've been playing that as well. But that's about it. Mark? Um, I have been playing... Well, I was out all week. So I was away from my Xbox for a long time. Um, so when I got back into town, uh, I've only had two days. I've been playing some Halo Anniversary Edition I've uh, spent most of my time with that, really, and I've been playing, I played some Bejeweled 3. Uh, Bejeweled is like the pinball uh, for me as well. I, I, I love the pinball FX2. You can pop it in, play for a few minutes, and then leave, which never is a few minutes. always ends up being about an hour. Uh, same with Bejeweled, but those are the only two games I played this week. So, And I'm definitely going to talk about some Halo CE here. Uh, anniversary edition later on in the show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I want. I got some. I got some questions for you. You actually answered one of my questions in the forum, so I'm gonna hit you up again with the same thing and let you let you share your knowledge and wisdom here in the on the podcast because I thought it was pretty good. So, it's all just smoke and mirrors. <laughs> there you go. A <laughs> uh, bunch of Kool Aid we've been drinking. So, but uh, other than that, that's pretty much it. So, all right. Um, as far as FNL this week, I I will try to be on Friday. It, you know, it's after Thanksgiving here in the U.S. I will try to be on Friday to play some Battlefield or Gears, just whatever anybody wants to be. So, if people are on and you want to play something, I'm just going to create a party. Just jump in my party. And we'll we'll go from there, but I'll definitely try to be on. Um, if I'm not, that means I got drug into you know another family event or something around the holidays. So that is that. So topics. I have three quick uh, just tidbits before we get into some fun discussions. Um, Anybody that's wondering about Call of Duty Elite, uh, Activision has come out and said that it will be up and running by December 1st. So it is, it's coming. They're they're trying to get it. Obviously, the high demand and and whatnot. And the other thing is, is that if you have been wondering if your data or your stats have been are being collected, the answer is yes. So all your stuff's being collected. Um, so that part of the system has always been up. And once the uh, once the front end is able to get the registrations and stuff going like you'll be able to log in and all your stats will be there since you've been playing so and obviously the good news is it's not impacting the game so you're good to go there um so that was the first thing 
Uh, Battlefield 3 is getting a patch uh, on the PC first and then coming to your con- coming to the consoles shortly after. So I imagine a day or two, hopefully less than a week. Uh, one of the big things out of that is they're, they're nerfing that flashlight. So in broad daylight, you will not be blinded by a flashlight. So they're making like the ring of the flashlight instead of taking up your whole screen. It's going to take up less. So... Um, and then oh, I should have added this with the other Call of Duty thing. Uh, Call of Duty and, and and Activision or whatever they're starting to ban people, just very similar to Battlefield. Um, they hit like up to sixteen hundred plus users uh, that are cheating. Now I looked and they didn't really state if what version console or PC or whatever that is, but just know that hey, they are they are working on trying to keep you know, keep the cheaters out. And so you guys have some fair gameplay, but that's three tidbits that you may want to know. So why did GameStop rip out uh Deus Ex codes <laughs> for their competing for that one company they're competing with? <laughs> you know, that's a very good question. And yep. I still don't know because this just doesn't so make any sense. <laughs> Because they're pure stupidity, I think, on, on GameStop's part. But the small bit of information that we have on their, quote, streaming gaming service uh, is this. We know they purchased Spawn Labs, which actually was a device I actually looked at getting a long time ago because uh, I wanted it for basically just capturing video footage, but it really wasn't for that. It was for being able to play your Xbox from any device no matter where you were you could basically leave your xbox on um if if you wanted to leave it on and leave a game in the drive then you could be at work on a laptop and through the internet play your xbox so somehow that's going to translate into some streaming gaming service because gamestop bought spawn labs but here here's the thing and as like braun said they they ripped out digital copy coupons of deus ex from on live so when you bought when you bought the game, you were supposed to be able to get this coupon to, so you could play it for free through on live. But GameStop said that competes with our streaming gaming service, which of course is not even out yet. And here's the details that we do have. And this is based on GameIndustry.biz. They said so. We're looking. Uh, we're sorry. So we're not looking at a service where you can just play games in the cloud. GameStop senior VP Mike. Mahler told GameIndustry.biz, you would buy the game through our loyalty program and through a partnership with the publisher, you would give them an opportunity to possibly, this is still something we're working out, to be able to play their game when they're not at home with their Xbox 360 or PlayStation 3. So this is, this would, of course, be offered as a premium service for GameStop customers. It would be an additional service that you would be able to purchase as you buy a copy of the game to play on your Xbox. Muller explained, adding that the service doesn't require any work from publishers to make this game make the games compatible. So in other words, it's not really a competing service. It's, oh, you're buying Deus Ex or Xbox 360? Well, if you spend extra money, we'll let you play through the streaming service a PC version or something. So, I mean, it's like, it's not really competing because you st- you've got to pay additional money on top of buying the retail game. So, you have to buy the retail game to make this work. <laughs> Ugh. 
I mean, it makes no sense. So now it's like, oh, why would I pay $60 when I could spend $90? <laughs> or whatever. Well, I don't even know what they're going to charge, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Now, it'd make more sense if it was like a, uh, you know, a monthly fee on top of whatever you buy. And it's just, I don't know, paying for a game twice to play it in two different places is like, well, buying two games. Exactly. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. And I don't know, to me, this this makes me think when I read this, I was like, is the guys that are running Netflix, did they take over GameStop? <laughs> because this, I mean, this sounds just like the same stupidity of, well, let's split off our service and then we'll offer games through the secondary service. Oh, wait. Two days later, no, we're not going to do that. Oh, and we don't know if we're going to do games either. So we're just going to keep things as we are. But we still charged everything. We still increased our prices to our customers 60%. <laughs> it's it's just, okay. They were just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> just joking. So, so. I, I don't know. But anyways, that's, that's what it is. I, I wouldn't pay for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big fan of GameStop as it is right now. So yeah, I don't I don't so. buy stuff from them anymore. After that, actually, after that ordeal, which didn't impact me because I didn't buy Deus Ex, but I actually pulled all my pre-orders, with the exception of Battlefield Three, which I had already paid for, and I didn't pull um, uh, Dead Island or Warhammer because I, I went in like the two or three days before that came out to pull all of my other pre-orders out of there. So I took six pre-orders away from them, went to Best Buy with five of them, and I took one to Amazon. Hmm. So, um, yeah, and I won't, I won't be buying. I probably will stick with Amazon from now on because you get, I don't have to get up and try to go to the store, be delivered to my house the day of. I only pay, I get free shipping and then because I'm a Prime customer, so I get pay, I already get free shipping, and I only pay like one dollar. There's 99 cents for uh, release date delivery, so all I pay is like basically 99 cents. And I don't have yeah, to go to the store. So. Through Amazon, I was able to get uh, Gears of War for uh, 20 off, I guess, because it went towards my Halo purchase. So I got Halo for 20 bucks. Yeah, that's I got uh, I had a ten dollar credit, so I got my Halo for thirty, and then on top of it, in fact, I had, they gave me like another credit for buying Halo already to discount it. I got another email from them saying, "Oh, your purchase gives you another credit of ten dollars, so I got another ten bucks I can spend through them for another game purchase." So yeah, that's it, exactly what I did. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know what? I think I'll just stay here because these guys give me real money. <laughs> So, do you pay for the Amazon Prime? Yes, I do. Okay, because then you get like all the streaming features of like streaming yep. videos and stuff. Yep. Yeah, I've let mine lapse, but um, I'm thinking about starting it back up again because they're also starting a um, a book lending for Kindle for Amazon Prime members. You know, I I looked and I looked at that, and the books that they're it'll probably get better. I hope because the books that they're showing about lending. You can do like one a month, and really the the selection is not like the newer books coming out or the top or anything like that. It just seems to be very weird selection or low end selection, I would say. Well, I'm sure that it's all licensing again because it's all digital yeah. media. So, 
You know, that's where the world's coming to. We're not yeah. even going to be able to, you know, lend a yeah. lend a buddy a book no more. Yeah, and it does. You know, I, I that the one thing I would say about books and and people are blaming Amazon for this um, is the is the cost. Like for some reason, they're actually able to keep the cost of, you know, digital books to about the same price as a paperback. And everybody knows that it costs a lot more money to. Uh, I was, do that uh, digital than it is paperback. <laughs> so yeah, I actually read an article a while back. Um, I can't remember where it was though, but they had interviewed um, a publisher, and a lot of times that price is driven by the publisher. Like Amazon's not allowed to sell it for less than nine dollars or whatever because the paperback book is ten bucks. So between Barnes and Noble and the last of these brick and mortar places that are dying out, and the publisher itself. You know, they're like, if you can get it for $5 on Kindle, then nobody's going to buy the book in real life. You know, so it's it's just a politics thing, and it, it just sucks for people who do want to do digital. Yeah, well, you know what happens when companies don't embrace technology and they try to fight it? I would say about nine times out of ten, they fail, and that's just yeah. what's going to happen to them. I mean, you can't. Well, I'm a good know, not, not that I'm not that I'm for them failing or that I'm always for technology. It's just I love the people that fight tooth and nail to to for it not to happen when it's just that's where everybody's going. So, well, I mean, uh, I really prefer the uh, the convenience. After moving so many times, I don't want boxes of books anymore. So I will pay the nine dollars for a digital book because I always have it in theory, and. It's all on one device. I don't have to carry a book of, I mean, a box of books. You know? So it's worth it to me to pay it. And eventually, you know, maybe the companies will catch up and it won't be an arm and a leg for a book. Yeah. That's cool. I still like having, I still like having my, I still like to have the physical copy, though. It's, there's something about just, and I know, you know, I guess I'm from, you know, I'm old. So I got that old school of, I like to have my book. I like to have my disc. I like to have, now I've started buying games, you know, through the arcade, but I still like having my retail copies. I still like to buy my music from a store, which is really hard to do nowadays. <laughs> it, I don't know. Yeah. Even you go into a Best Buy, man, they're like, half the store used to be music. Now it's down like to two aisles. Yeah. And that's it. I was small. like, I'm like, where did all the music go? It just. Well, see, uh, I'm definitely old school when it comes to music because what a lot of people don't even realize is they're charging you full price for an MP3, and it's not even a quarter of the data. Like, you know, you think about a CD, it's it's what like four four gig, I think, uh, an audio CD is, and uh, you get an MP3, and each song is you know a couple thousand kilobytes. You know, you lose a lot. It's it's a it's a lossy um, compression. Yep, it's uh, but and so I like to have my I still like to have my magazines or my book because I like to read in the quote library. If you catch my <laughs> and I don't know I just office. don't want to take in the office or in the library so I don't I don't know I don't want to sit there and take the Kindle in or something like that. Um, I'm actually considering getting an iPad. Um, very seriously thinking about it, and. You know, that's kind of one of the things I'm like, well, I've read I've read a book on because I on my iPhone, I've got the Kindle app and I've purchased a book on there once. But it was like 
and it was okay to read. I mean, it was actually very convenient. Like like Niacin said, it's you know, especially on the phone because I got my phone everywhere. So <laughs> even when I was at quote really at work, if you go into the you know yeah you can't you, you get strange looks when you carry you're in an office and you carry a book or magazine or a newspaper into the bathroom, you get strange looks, but. No one notices the cell phone in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can pull that out and read a book. <laughs> so that actually was kind of cool. It's like, you know, if I'm going to be here for a few minutes. I got something to do. <laughs> um, but I still like I still like to have my physical copy. I don't know. So uh, for me, uh, the big thing about Kindle was the e-ink because I've tried e-readers before and I hated them. And I've tried reading on my phone. And I don't like looking at that little glowy screen, but the, that the electronic paper or whatever they call it, the e-ink, it's just it's mm-hmm. just like a regular book. It's, you just don't have the weight. Yeah, the 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 down, uh, those are nice, and and the cool part is they're really making them affordable. Yeah, I think you can get the one with like ad support or something like that for like under hundred dollars now since they came out with the fire. They got it's one just, for like seventy nine dollars. They just released, or the yeah might be an old yeah. one that they just dropped the price on. But it's like eighty yeah. bucks. Yeah, yeah it's and, basically the old version with the with the little thumbstick, but because uh, everything else has gone to like a touch control. But yeah, it's like seventy bucks or seventy nine bucks. Yeah, and and that e ink thing's really cool, and it is nice. It's just with other devices now, like for iPad, for instance, uh, even the Fire, you can see they're trying to implement. Like this device does more than just books. Yeah, like spying on you. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I just now that all these devices are doing just everything plus reading books, it's kind of like one of those things. Like, well, you know what? I'll I'll read the book on the glowy screen with the glowing screen. Like you said, even though it is kind of annoying. Like I already changed my background to black, so I don't yeah. read like the white background. I read the black background, which makes it a little bit easier. It makes it a lot easier. That's what I did. Yeah. And it was a lot easier to read. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I think they just need to work on that, and and they should be all right. But it's just this thing of like carrying more than one device or carrying around devices. But yeah, we digress. <laughs> Xbox. Hell, anyways, yeah, we got way off track, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's all right. Hey, no. From no. games, it's, your, it's games, your show. From GameStop to uh, Amazon, Amazon to Kindle, <laughs> we cover it all. Next up, the the toaster for 2012. <laughs> um, okay, read so on my blog. <laughs> do what? I said you can read about it on my blog or Brun's blog. Either way, <laughs> yeah. This Xbox Life dot com. All right, guys. So, are you guys ready for the next Xbox? Sure. Hit me. Hit me, huh? How about you, Brun? You ready? Um. You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me one way or the other, but I'll I'll just say something when you explain. But go ahead. Well, I mean we've 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 seen it, we've talked about it. Oh, it's coming out in 2012. No, it's coming out in 2013, and now it's 2014, and then it's 2012. And uh, dude, it's like every day you turn on the inner tubes, and I've got all these different sites that I I have in my Google Reader or whatever. So. It's like, I, you know, and I get on my phone and it just downloads all my new stuff. And it's like everything's all related to um, 2012 or the, the Xbox and, and what what it's going to be, when it's going to be released and when the next PS3 is going to be released and yada, yada, yada. 
So we know that the Wii U, Nintendo's next console, is coming out in 2012. They've come out and said it. We saw it at E3, blah, blah, blah. So the rumors are continuing to speculate on when the next Xbox is coming out. According to Michael Pachter, the Xbox 720 rumors that have been circulating for quite a bit with all these sources and everybody saying, oh, we've got this, we've got that. Um, he's saying it's just it's a bunch of hogwash. Um, for, and I'm going to let me let me read this. Um, speaking to industry gamers in an upcoming Pactor's Podium column, the analyst said that launching an Xbox 360 successor by the end of 2012 doesn't make much sense for Microsoft. Instead, he's fairly confident that Microsoft is actually getting set to release an updated version of the Xbox 360. Those rumors are silly. Microsoft is still selling a ton of Xbox 360s, and they won't replace the existing one until sales begin to slow. I think the rumors are based upon leaks about modifying the current 360 to allow it to operate Windows 8, Pactor commented. I fully expect a new model of Xbox 360 by holiday 2012, but I don't think we'll see a new console altogether from Microsoft until 2014. So what do you guys think? The 360 is currently six years old. Uh, personally, I think it's showing its age very well because all the games, you look at the games that just came out, Skyrim, uh uh, Gears of War 3, Battlefield 3, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3. Um, those are just the name of a few that I just thought of that just, you know, have come out just recently that look absolutely amazing. Okay, and I, I'm putting, but yes, you're going to holler at me, well, wing, you said Battlefield 3 looks like crap. I'm, oh, saying, I'm saying it for you guys, okay? <laughs> That's not yeah, they all they all, look, they all look good. I think the other, all the rest of them look awesome. So, I mean, with games like the quality that we're seeing, I mean, I think the game, I mean, I can deal with games like this for several more years and I'd be happy. I I mean, I don't really know what, what how much more they can go that is even really going to be that noticeable until you start getting into the, you know, like, um, what's that movie, Avatar? And you start getting into that type of, you know, but then you're talking 3D and, you know... I don't know. So when I, I'm tired of the rumors, I'm tired of seeing the stories, I'm, you know, but I thought it was interesting to see Mr. Michael Pachter uh, call hogwash on the 2012 because, you know, the, lately all the stories have been Sony and Microsoft are both going to release in 2012 as well. And I just don't see it. Yeah. I mean, as far as graphics wise, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And if this refresh of what he's saying is just a new model of the Xbox 360 coming out this year, okay, fine. I mean, this refresh is going to basically, to me, sound like a brand new console. I mean, yes, the graphics will be the same, but, you know, the whole, a lot of the rumors are, you know, swirling around the cloud and, and, and other things going on. Um. You know, I don't think it actually has to be, like, graphic update to consider a new console. The only thing I will say is that typically we'll see, like, this rubber band effect. So, like, you know, PCs will have awesome graphics. Like, you can't top the PC graphics. And then all of a sudden a console will be released, which will have better graphics than a PC. And then it'll be like that for a while, and then all of a sudden, games being developed for the PC will have these awesome graphics that are better than better than the console, and then it bounces, you know, bounces back, so on and so forth. 
right now the PC has far superior graphics than any console out there. Um, oh, the thing is, it's not just graphics, though. It's pure processing power and, you know, the fact that it's taking advantage of solid-state drives. Right. Uh, faster uh, RAM specs. Right. So. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's, it's, as far as being a hardware refresh coming in uh, next year, okay, so be it. I, I would agree with him because, like, you know, graphics doesn't mean everything. And and but if they change so much stuff on this console, it's going to seem like a brand new system, and maybe that's what Microsoft wants. You well, know, see, that's what kind of worries me though is that if you if you do too much of a hardware refresh, then you fragment your population. Like you know, if it's to allow Windows 8, and the old consoles can't, now you've got people that can't do what other people can do, even though they theoretically have the same system. Yeah, but but. In, in their overall scheme of things, as long as they can get on Xbox Live and they can play games built for the 360, that's all that really matters. If they want the extras, they'll buy the new console. It's it's what the S is. I mean, that's what the Slim or whatever you want to call it is. Um, it has the niceties. It's sleeker. It, it's quieter. It doesn't sound like a lawnmower. Yeah, um, but there's it has not- larger drives. But there's nothing that that one can't do. That the other one, that yeah. the others can't, with the exception of wireless built in. But I mean, that's still available. So I think what Niacin is saying is, if you put Windows 8 on there, and then they say, oh, uh, well, you can do. Think of it like iPad or the iPhone. My wife has an iPhone 3G. I have an iPhone 4. I've got iOS 5. My wife can't. Right. It can't upgrade. So I think there you've segment you've segmented your your groupings now and. And it's like, oh, well, if you want the software, which is written for the iOS, iOS 5, well, you got to be on a newer platform. So, And, and I think that's what, you know, nice and brings a good point. If they end up doing that, then that could really hurt them. And hopefully, I'm hoping they won't, because I think they learned their lesson with giving the arcade box out with no hard drive. Because that was really a big hitting point with developers that, you know, saying, well, that's dumb because we always have to write for the lowest common denominator and we can't take advantage of that drive in all our games because we have to write it as if there's no drive. Right. So. And, but then again, you know, if they take the, let's, let's just say the Apple approach, which is we're going to give you pretty much the same thing just with newer tweaks or whatever, you know, they're going to, it's basically. People who have the first version Xbox, say myself, may consider upgrading to this newer version. Well, depending on how they do it, I mean, like the right. Apple, the Apple version. When I I had an original iPhone, and, right? Me too. Me too. And when it went to the 3GS, there were games and apps that I couldn't, I just couldn't run. Right. Like, and, oh, you can't have the new iOS. You know, so yeah. Well, that's when I went from I went from the original iPhone to the iPhone four. Yeah, I went from the original iPhone to a Samsung Focus. <laughs> yeah, see, you completely jumped. You know, Sam, and that's the one I'm holding in my hand right here. That's what my wife has or had, and she yeah. switched to the iPhone. But yeah, I mean, it's either something like this, like Pactor is saying, this is what he foresees coming, or it's a brand new 360. Um. You know, he's sitting there talking about sales. Here's here's the thing that cracks me up. Here they're talking about sales, like how the 360 is just firing away and selling like crazy, but yet 
you read everywhere else, it's like, hey, the PS3 is catching the 360 in sales. And I'm just like, you know. Well, and it only took, what, six years to beat the Wii? Right. Well, and, and uh, really, honestly, yeah, honestly, I don't care if the PS3 sells more than a 360. I, I made my decision what I wanted to play with. Or if I don't own, I'd love to own both. Uh, like Wing, I'd love to have both of them. But uh, currently, I'm a one console person, and and I made my decision. I'm very happy with it. Um, you know, I really don't care that the PS3 will eventually outsell the 360. I think the reason why that's going to happen is because they're going to come out with a new console. The only thing I will say about this rumor is that uh, very similar to like all the rumors you have with like new iPads coming out or the new phone coming out, and that's going to do this and do that. When rumors just keep coming and coming and coming, and they pretty much sound the same, and they're hitting a week after week after week, at that point in time, it's pretty much true. Somebody has opened their mouth somewhere, so something's coming. Something's coming. We just don't I'm know just, what. I'm just waiting for the uh, the post that someone accidentally left their uh, Xbox 720 at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> So I mean, so what what is coming down the road? I I really don't know. That's that's the thing is we'll have to wait and see. But I think with all the stuff stirring up, I do believe something's coming. I think we'll see. I think we'll see like maybe a refresh, like they're saying. But uh, I think we're gonna get an announcement soon. Uh, you know, like maybe E three next year. I yeah. don't expect it to be out in in twelve, but maybe fourteen, like they're saying. Fourteen makes sense. Well, if it's if it's a refresh, it'll be out next year. No, no, I mean like uh, I would see us getting like a minor refresh, like fixing like a couple of small things, like the uh, the drives going bad on the new Xboxes, and uh, and maybe an announcement for E3 next year, talking about uh, like a 2014 720, you know. Mm. You know, I, and that, I think I said it was your last show or the show before, like. If they do talk about anything on an E3, it needs to come out, like, that year. Yeah, but they never do that. They always want to talk about, like, two years down the road. And then everybody forgets halfway through. Right. So why why hype it up? Oh, look, the 720's coming out in five years. And it's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> I've been so waiting that, for a, a big E3 from Microsoft. I mean, I keep getting kind of, like, lukewarm. Yeah. Like, I really didn't care too much about the Kinect. The, yeah, the one the one thing that gets me, though, is is really... If they would announce the new Xbox and say it's coming more than one year away, to me that's like, oh great, that I know that the 360 that I'll have in my hands at that point in time until the new one comes out, that is all I'm getting. Like they've they've ditched the 360. And if they announce something next year in 2012 and say, hey, the new Xbox is coming in 2014, all that says to me is I'm getting nothing new, nothing exciting out of Xbox for two years. No, no. There's stuff already in development that'll be coming out for a couple years after it. You know, look, I mean, they were still making Xbox games after the original was. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not talking about games. I'm just saying in general, like um, the console. Yeah, like a console refresh, you know, like this guy, you know, Pactor's saying, hey, there's a console refresh coming. You know, if they say, hey, there's a refresh. One? Do I need one? Yeah. Uh, I, have you ever have, have you ever had one before? No. Yeah. Well, yeah. A refresh? We had a console refresh. Yeah, but it's not. All it was is like a new design of a hardware. 
No, I mean, that was a major refresh. The Xbox 360 Slim. That was a major console refresh. Well, well, okay, but what I'm talking about is features. Oh, yeah. Not, not hardware, because, I mean, any any I'm sure even the PS2 had hardware refreshes throughout its life. Yeah, it and But it's it not, your, your interface never changed. This is the first right. time we've ever had, like, Five years in, it's like, oh, we're getting a brand new dashboard. We're getting additional services. We're getting Connect. We're getting video chat and stuff. I mean, may not appeal to a lot of people, but it's still something that they're basically. I mean, this console. I've got the brand new dashboard. This is this is nothing like what it was when they I pulled it out of the box. Oh, I and know. it has it's changed so, so many funny. times. And yeah. I was watching a video recently of the original Blades, and I was like. I don't even. Re- it's like I don't even remember mm-hmm. that anymore. Oh, see, yeah. I, I can still picture them. I remember the orange, the orange with the like gray blade and stuff. I, and what I mean about like not having anything for two years. I mean, I know there's things like that, and I would kind of hope they would continue to do that. I would say they would. It, it it's just it's all it's kind of like the the mentality and this is just me this is my opinion i'm not saying this would happen or whatever but the feeling to me is kind of like oh i'm handing in my two weeks at my office so now i'm a short timer you know what i mean i'm in i'm in i'm in short timer mode how long have you had it well my 360 yeah oh a year after it came out and i mean i'm I'm still first gen i mean it's gotta go sometime, Brun. You gotta let go, man. They're not gonna support it forever. <laughs> oh no 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 no. That's that's not what I'm saying. I, I'm saying. <laughs> sorry, okay. maybe uh, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm missing it. I'll, I'll, let me yes. let me shut up and I'll listen. <laughs> what I'm saying is is like if they would come out to, in E3 and say we have a new Xbox coming, I would want the that I would want that Xbox to be released either in 2012 or 2013. I don't like the idea of them coming out at an E3 and saying something like, Hey, we got the new Xbox. It's coming in 2014. Cause that's over. It'll be basically think of it as three years away because it probably won't come out until holiday. And that's what I mean is like, if they announce something that's coming out three years down the road at E3 to me, I'm 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 kind of it's then it's kind of like okay nothing exciting is going to come from Microsoft for the next three years because now they're just concentrating on you know the next Xbox that's what I'm saying I'm not saying that I don't want the new Xbox or that I'm not anxious to kick mine out the door when the new one comes I'm just saying hey if you're going to say something in the E3 this E3 in 2012 I want something in 2012 or right. 2013 that that's all I was saying like I don't want to be in that. I don't want them to be in that short timer mode. Like, hey, we announced a new console; it's three years away, so let's worry about that. I gotcha. You know what I mean? That's that's what I don't want to happen because I think that's a bad idea. It's it's hyping something and then people forget about it and basically just kind of lose interest. I think you know I think that would be a bad thing. Now, if they want to do a refresh in 2012 and then next year in 2013 announce one for 2014. I think that sounds like a better idea to me. So keeps you excited for like three years straight. So I like the way they did the Xbox 360 Slim. I mean, they announced it and then you were able to buy one in like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like that idea. It's to me, it's it's like I said, 
earlier, it's, it's the Apple mentality. It's like, Hey, you're going to be able to get this today or in two weeks or in a month. Um, it's something that thought you hype people for it a month straight and people don't lose that hype. It just keeps coming. They're like in countdown mode and you can't do a countdown in years. <laughs> Only two more years. Um, I got a question but, for you. Okay. Because the whole the Apple mentality, the iPhone, re, you know, we get a new iPhone about every year, mm-hmm. and people buy them by boatloads. Okay. Oh yeah. And they're paying anywhere from a minimum of two hundred dollars upwards mm-hmm. to six hundred dollars, depending if they renew a contract or not. Right. So, what if any console? started to take the Apple mentality and put out a new console. I'd go back to PC gaming. <laughs> <laughs> if they put out a new console every year or two. But yet you had, you had, now say, okay, but yet your games would still work for at least a couple years. Your mm-hmm. consoles weren't five and $600. You could get a new one every year for 200 bucks, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. I mean, I mean, it's been very successful. You think about it. Mm-hmm. Apple is selling a, selling a piece of hardware to people every year. Right. Pra- practically. I mean, a, a tremendous amount of people are rebuying every year. Apple's a pretty unique situation, though, because it, it almost has like a, a cult mentality with its marketing. It's, it's really a massive marketing machine is, is what, what does that. And I honestly don't think any console would be able to support that. Especially yeah, it, how volatile most gamers tend to be. Yeah, and I mean, the the thing that starts to stop people, you know, with Wing, you had the prime example. Really, it's when the iOS or when features stop working on older hardware is when people start to make the jump to stay fresh. Now, that is something that Microsoft would have to do with, like, Xbox Live or a feature on the box saying, hey, you know, you can still play with your friends through Xbox Live because we have a foundation you know, Xbox Live is our software. Um, you can still play Halo 4 with your friends, no matter which version you have. But you want to use it for watching TV? Well, you got to bump up to this new one. If the, if they could, if I could get on an every other every other year cycle or every two year cycle, like I am with my iPhone, like I skipped the iPhone 4S because I'll buy the iPhone 5 because my contract will be up. Um, I would do it. There's nothing saying I won't. I mean. As long as my games work, that that's really what what it is. You know, I buy my ne- next iPhone, I get some of the new features, but yeah, all my software that I've purchased still works on the new one. So, but that is a good thought. I mean, why wouldn't they go to that? But of course, you're right. The price has to be between one and you know one to two hundred dollars. So yeah, I mean, I don't think it would work in the console world either because I mean. It takes what two years on average to to build a game. Yeah, oh, <laughs> and if yes. Your, if yeah. your console is changing out all the time, I just don't see it working very well, unless you got an OS in the background that's going to be stable and you know and able to take years and years and years worth of programming. So if your core is the same and you're just changing kind of the UI or adding stuff, but I don't, I find that hard to see what you can add to a console, you know. Like a phone. I mean, a phone is the thing is constantly evolving, but it's still an interesting thought, you know, of of where yeah. the where the future leads for consoles because consoles are definitely have changed 
from what we used to know them as where you know they used to be they used to they used to be every five years you'd get a new one and we've already seen that we've already gone past that five-year mark and don't know when the new ones are coming out we've watched consoles change where they've been upgraded and features enhanced and you know the the ui completely changed and you know that's unheard of before we're seeing them now incorporate netflix hulu we're going to see the new xbox have a whole bunch of new cable options and espn and you know so there's it is becoming more of it's not a gaming console anymore it is becoming the family entertainment center which is what they wanted so you know i don't know it's real interesting to think of where the future lies and what what are we going to get in the next xbox everybody talks about well we're going to have connect integrated somehow or our connect will be in every one but you know, will that be the case, or is there something beyond that? What you know, I would think they're not going to just throw another Connect in because, you know, it's like, oh, well, I've got that on my current one. Why would I buy a new one? You know, they got to change it up somehow. There's going to be something different. There's going to be, so you know, I think we, I don't even think none of us have even really thought about what truly is being planned for the next one. Um, and 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 here's something that I thought was interesting. I was just reading where, in fact, that might be in this one right here. Yes, the official Xbox magazine uh, this month has the 10-year anniversary issue. And I was reading through it, and something really struck me that I was shocked at, and I wanted to bring this up. I'm going to see if I can find it real quick. But um, how long have we had avatars? Oof. Three years? Three years. Can you believe that? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was just thinking about that actually a couple of days ago. I'm like, man, you know, and what, what triggered it was, um, somebody talking about a me. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, the, Wii does have like little me's, you know, stuff like that. I was like, man, avatars have just come a long way. Yeah. It was you know, announced in the E3 press conference on July 14th of 2008. It announced a completely revamped dashboard, uh, to replace the blades, and that's what also introduced avatars in Netflix. 2008 mm-hmm. was when it was announced, and I'm like, 2008. This is 2011, you know. Yeah. So these things, and I think that was the fall of 08 is when it came out. So yes. we're hitting, we're at three years right now, November. Yep. Yeah, because I, I can't believe we've had those for three years. Yeah, when's the uh, new dashboard go to the public? Yeah, I believe any week. Yeah, it's pretty soon. Is it? It's not this week, is it? It's not like tomorrow or Wednesday, like before Thanksgiving, is it? Uh, I don't know, but it usually does release in like late November, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to be very pleased. You know, with that with that update, I really I really like it. I do too, and I'm waiting. And we we just got the UFC the UFC stuff on it. So, but all right, all right. Well, I guess enough of that. Unless you guys got any further comments on the Xbox Seven Twenty. No. And See you next year. <laughs> I just hope it has a better name than the Seven Twenty. That's all. Yeah. yeah. That, that was my next thought. Was I don't believe it's going to have a, na- a number to it. I believe it's going to be a name. It's going to be some kind of weird name. Just yeah, like, like I just connect. You know, it it's going to be 
just going to have a name to it. No numbers anymore. Yeah, I think you they're going to have to keep that Xbox branding, though. They've put a lot of money behind that at this point. You know what it's going to be called? The Xbox. They're just going to call it Xbox. I mean, I don't think it has to be a number on it at all or anything. I mean... Um, I think... No, I think you'd have to have something. Uh, Otherwise, because the original was just the Xbox. And I, I think only yeah, having... Like Xbox colon revolution or... Well, yeah, like... The, the, the PlayStation Vita, right? Oh, okay. I you see know, something like that. You know, you've got the, the Nintendo Wii... I think you're going to have the Xbox, I agree with Nice, and I think you're going to keep the Xbox, but it's going to be like the Xbox cool. Connect. You know, I mean, that's what, yeah. you know, and now it's known as the Connect. So, but I think you're going to have an Xbox Revolution, Xbox Ugh. whatever, something like that. Yes, a name instead of Xbox 4. Because you'd that's have to, better. if you go with a number, you're going to have to go with four, really. 720 is stupid. 360, yeah. you know, there's there, the reason they had the 360 was it's supposed to be all-encompassing. Yeah. You know, it was 360 degrees. It has this whole little thing, you know, yeah. story behind it. Personally, I think Plus, that's kind of made up because they couldn't, they didn't want the play, the Xbox 2 to compete yep. with the PlayStation 3. Three. So yeah. they had to get the three in there, but still the 360 kind of, you know, I like the storyline that came up with it, but to have the 720 is just kind of stupid. I mean, it just, just doesn't make any just, sense. Yeah. Just <laughs> knowing Microsoft though, I'm terrified to hear what, to hear what the name's going to be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be as bad as the Wii. I remember when the Wii was announced because that was what the Wii was supposed to be was like the revolution or something, the Nintendo revolution. Um, I'm just terrified to hear what the next Xbox name is going to be. It'll just be the <laughs> Xbox Eight. Uh, it's going to be something horrendous. I can. Yeah, just... I mean, well, I mean, look at how poorly they named the phone platform as the Win Phone Seven. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I uh, yeah, and the I mean the Connect people are like what? <laughs> it's gonna be the Xbox thing. I'm gonna play gamey jiggy thingy. Yeah, no right. matter what they call it, we're gonna want we're all gonna buy it. So that's all. Oh, that I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> call it the Xbox. <laughs> so all right, what you got next? All right, nice. And I gotta know Halo CE Anniversary Edition. Um, I played this back on my original Xbox, and. It actually was the first game I ever actually completed. Uh, that's what I remember about it. It's the first time I ever went straight through a campaign. And but um Okay, so I'm going through and I'm playing it again now and I'm doing it in co-op mode. And my my thoughts are and I know it's it's an old game. It's 10 years old, so things have changed. But this is bringing back memories of, gosh, I hated this game. Because <laughs> I'm playing on, I finished the uh, um, Access the Control Room yesterday. And in co and then we're doing, I'm doing this in co-op, we're doing it on Legendary. And it took about two hours. And I was really sitting here just kind of bored out of my mind and I'm just like this is just one 
it's like, okay, I've been down this hallway a million times. I've been through this central area, annex, whatever, a million times. It's like you're just walking through hallways into this central area, going to another hallway on the other side, going across the bridge, going into another hallway that looks exactly the same as the previous ones, into another central area that looks exactly the same as the last one, through another hallway, out across another bridge that looked identical. I'm just like... I swear I'm walking back and forth in circles in this whole level. It's just like, it's the same thing over and over and over and over. And I'm just like, I remember hating this when I played it before. And I'm just like, how did, and so here's my thought. Here's my question. How did this game become so popular when, in my personal opinion, the level design is just horrendous it's like oh this is so bad you know <laughs> well i mean for the level design uh, so much as like the aesthetics of it uh, you also gotta remember that there was a lot less memory to play around with and it was a pretty long campaign for back then so yeah there was a lot of reuse there was a lot of reuse especially in those corridor sections i mean that was a corridor shooter part of that game and uh, you know it's just like in the old doom you know back then it was even worse not that's not necessarily an excuse, but I think they worked well with what they had available at the time. But the real draw to what made that game usually popular was just the social phenomena that went around it, which was one dude taking his Xbox to his buddy's house and playing it. Now, at the time, I wasn't playing Xbox. I was playing PC, but I had friends that were doing that. And every now and again, they'd be like, oh, you got to come over and play this game. And I played Halo a handful of times. And I thought it was cool, but... That was what really made it big. And Halo kind of standardized the shooter controls for a console. I mean, you had games before that. You had Medal of Honor. You had um, Perfect Dark. And um, even before that, you had, like, uh, GoldenEye. But if you think about the controls, those were not very tight. They were kind of difficult to work with. Like, I remember playing the original Medal of Honors. And they were kind of rough on the PlayStation. So when Halo came around and they, they tweaked an auto-aim feature and, a, and an aim assist and how fast you were moving, and they just found like this, I don't know, this groove. And that's where it really gelled with people. It just felt good to run around as a Master Chief. And the level design was, you know, decent. It wasn't amazing. Like, I never thought the level design was amazing, but um, it was decent. And it was really the controls and the multiplayer that sold that game. Okay, I can buy that. Because <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to complain or bash it, you know. Because then I think about the same time. It's like, well, you know, like you said, corridor shooters. All of them back in the day were, you know, Wolfenstein and Doom. They were all. It was the same hallway you're running down, and I mean that was all new to us, but. Man, it was it was just like I remember kind of hating that back then, and going through it now, I'm finding it to be a real struggle. It's like I really am not looking forward to playing any more of this. And my my co-op partner was telling me, uh, "Yeah, just wait till we get to the library." <laughs> yeah, that's the that honestly is the worst. That's like one of the most hated levels of of, of the Halo series. You know that one in in Cortana from Halo Three. Oh my God, that level was horrible. Um, but uh, no, I mean, yeah. Plus, it's kind of brutal on Legendary. 
Halo 1 was not very forgiving, especially with its checkpoints. Because I'm trying to go through it on Legendary Solo, and it's just, it's a pain. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I ha- I haven't I haven't played this version yet, but I will say it was the first time. And this, uh, you know, I've played H- Halo games. Um, I never beat Halo One or Halo Two, so I kind of jumped in on Halo th- at Halo Three. Um, even though I own One and Two, I just never went back and played them. And I was actually going to pick this up as well. Um, this is, I think, the first time I've ever been aggravated about somebody giving a review on a game. Typically, I'm just like, eh, okay, yeah. You know, the game doesn't seem well and, and, and whatnot. Actually listening, and this isn't the score. The score, I think, on IGN got an 8. 8 out of 10 for the Anniversary Edition. But... In the first five sentences of the review and the video review, when the guy says, this game's good, but it doesn't compare to today's shooters, I'm just like, this guy's a dummy. <laughs> I, it, it first, it's the first time that I've actually said, this person's an idiot. I mean, it's really a, a 10-year-old game not comparing to today's shooters? Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? You know, that's what I was sitting there... You know, and and I started reading some of the, you know, obviously the Halo people were bashing this person, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, easy now, guys. He's newer reviewer. Maybe this is like his first game, whatnot. But somebody did come up with a good point, and we talked about, um, we talked about Democulus, and we talked about uh, what game am I thinking of? Metal Gear. Metal Gear. The Metal Gear series. So it was obviously remakes of the games, and obviously a port from a PSP game over to the 360. Now they just, they didn't update the graphics on that thing. So you're literally getting PSP graphics on this game. And they're like, Hey, this one guy gave the metal gear series a nine out of 10. And it didn't do anything with the graphics. At least with these guys, they put it through a whole new graphics engine or, or tacked on newer graphics that you can flip back and forth. And, and pretty much stating it is a ten-year-old game. Is it worth? What is the game like back when that was made, and so on and so forth? So, it it was interesting. I have seen comparisons between the graphics, and it does look to seem like it looks a lot better. Oh, it's oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. I was uh, playing. I forgot yesterday. I switched it over for one mission. I, I was doing on the old school graphics, and I actually forgot about it. Um, it's just playing, you know, we're just in the mode of playing. And then I, I, I remember and I went back and hit the button and all of a sudden I was just like the change, you know, after playing for about an hour on the old, you know, old looks and then hitting that button and switching over was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's almost easier to play it in the old mode because it, um, I hate to say this, but it lowers your expectations of it. You know what I mean? Cause it constantly reminds you I'm playing an old game. My yeah. only problem with, like, with the PSP thing that you were saying is that, first of all, I'm really not a big fan of comparing. Well, this guy gave this game a 9. A completely right, right. different game, a completely different style. And this other guy gave a different game an 8. But they're both subjective, you know? Right, and they're both two different reviewers, too. Yeah. But it, it was the point, uh, the thing that triggered it to me was the point of them saying, because he said it, I think he said it three times. I think I listened, I went back and watched the video review again. He said it three times. 
that the reason why the game wasn't living up to what the hype or whatever is because it and, and came down to not comparing to today's shooters. Yeah. Well, the I mean, look and, the look and feel of today's shooters. And I'm just like, hey, for a 10-year-old game, it looks pretty darn good. You know, if you want to base it off looks, but... Well, I mean, that's why I'm saying, like, with the HD remake, it raises your expectations whether it looks like today's game, but it doesn't play like, like today's, today's game. game. Yeah. You know, and I mean, that's not even true. It controls well. It still controls really well. It's the level design. It's the AI coding that isn't necessarily up to today's standards. Right. But but in an anniversary edition like this, I think it's neat how they made it look a little better. I'm not saying it has to look like a call it you know COD three or, or a Battlefield, but to make it look a little better and to keep it exactly the same way, like yeah. same dumb AI or whatever, I think that right there makes it interesting. Well, the AI well, is fantastic. smart. Yeah, the AI I think, I think nice. was ahead of its time. Right. Oh, it was, but it still doesn't necessarily hold up to, well, right. to the AI and better games. Right. But um, but would I, you want? Let me let me ask you. Now that you have it and you've played it, would you rather it be up to today, or would you no. rather it to state to stay way, the way it was? I got exactly what I wanted out of getting it. Okay, cool. No, I mean, I, and there's a reason why it's forty bucks. It's it's fan service, and it's to get people caught up. Like there's kids that you know were 10 when that game came out and they might not have even played it you know yeah. so i mean I, I think it i think it does what it's supposed to do and you can't compare it to a brand new triple a release because it's not yeah. yeah it's a triple a release from 10 years ago that you know was a lucky shot really all right so so when's this uh we we asked us uh we talked about it last week when do you think the next one when will halo 2 be remade um uh, I don't think anytime soon, to be honest with you, because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of things that would have to happen for it to be as good of a fan service. Like you would have to have Halo 2 multiplayer. You wouldn't be able to do this. This well, we're going to use the Reach engine because right. Halo 2 was multiplayer. Like more right. than any other of the series, it was multiplayer. If you talk to the most hardcore MLG guys. And the most hardcore Halo players, that's the one that was they liked the best, was the most balanced. I mean, not obviously 100%, but that's where, you know, a lot of people start arguing, you know, and splitting hairs over balancing issues is with Halo 2. And right. the campaign kind of suffered on that game. So we've all heard those stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I think maybe we might see it, like, after Halo 4 as, like, a three-pack. You know, like, hey, the original trilogy packaged together for the first time on the new Xbox. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Very nice. So, All well, right. cool. well, we are getting a new piece of Halo here very soon. Uh, you heard of Hel Halo Helljumper? Yes. I yes. guess I did. I read it on this website called uh, thisxboxlife.com. Well, that's right, yeah, you blog. did. <laughs> hey, my blog. Uh, Halo Helljumper looks to be um, essentially a, a. Well, I'm going to read exactly what the description is right off of the main off their website. 
This is a short series of films that follows the life of one human ODST from his enlistment in the UNSC before the Human Covenant War to around the fall of Reach. Unlike a lot of soldiers, he was lucky enough to survive through 27 years of losing a battle against a hostile alien civilization known as the Covenant. Through his experiences, we're going to expose you to an amazing universe full of devastation, grief, affection, and most importantly, hope. So you can check out on our website, thisxboxlife.com, obviously, has been stated several times here. You can check the video out. It's actually really cool. Um, I was pretty impressed with this, and the I guess the first short film is going to be released in January. And I do have a link there to the official website, uh, which I think is just, if I recall, is just helljumper.com. Right, let me click it to double make sure. So... Yes, it's helljumper.com, and, and they have all the information on it. There's some behind-the-scenes, meet-the-cast and stuff, but it's a pretty good quality production uh, video. You guys both saw it, right? Uh, I kind of glimpsed at it before we started, but I have to watch it after after we're done here. Fine. Didn't do your homework. Okay. <laughs> How about you, Naya? Sorry. Sorry. And, and I think he's muted again. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it looks interesting. You know, so. I'm looking forward to see what they do, especially because it's not like a, um, you know, a direct offshoot from 343 or anything. Yeah, it'll be cool to, to see how that uh, plays out. So, So check that out. And then the uh, last story I have is uh, we got some more Borderlands now available. Did you guys know that? No. Yeah. Yep, mine, uh, it actually, well, I shouldn't say it's available. It'll be available on November 22nd, which is tomorrow. And because um, that's a Tuesday, you know, all the new stuff comes out on Tuesday. But, uh, yeah, Borderlands The Fallen is uh, coming out. In fact, I got my copy on order. Uh, it's already shipped. So it'll be here sometime tomorrow. Hmm. So are you are you excited about it? I honestly didn't know there was one. I well, think I heard about us talking about it a while ago, but I didn't, what is what is it actually? Well, it's it's not a game. This is the first novel in the Borderlands universe. So this is a book. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yep, this is, uh, let me see if I can get you the description. It's basically a story about Roland, the soldier. Right. And I was pretty stoked about that just because I played. That was my played. character <laughs> I played. So, But here's, um, here's the description. His name is Roland, soldier class, a former mercenary. He's on a full-time mission to scrape a living out of the most dangerous planet in the galaxy. Is he qualified? He's well-armed, he's ruthless, and he's tougher than Skaghide. And oh yeah, he's strapped with some of the most exotic weaponry this side of the vault. Not to mention, possessing fists like chunks of steel. <laughs> Zack Finn and his wife and young son had better get on the right side of Roland, because a stopover in orbit has turned into a nightmarish fall to the unforgiving landscape of the Borderlands. Zack hopes to find a strange new alien treasure in the Borderlands to turn his down-spiraling life around. But his wife Marla and his son Cal just want to survive and reunite because because catastrophe has left them separated by hundreds of clicks. Their chances aren't good, and Roland is all that stands between them and the planet's kill-crazed psychos and murderous bandits. Not to mention the grotesque primals, giant weirum squids, insane tunnel rats, voracious skags, brutal bruisers, and ruthless mercs. This is... <laughs> 
So there you go. An original novel set in the universe of the Rated M for Mature video game created by Gearbox Software and published by 2K Games. So, yeah, I got the email today that my copy shipped out. So Sounds, sounds you know, it's going to be probably pretty funny. So, have you finished all the Gears books, or did you just read the first one? Uh, I'm on the second Gears book, and I've got the okay. third one sitting here. So, um, okay. yeah, was it you and Mud were talking about the Gears books and got me into that next? Now I've got like, oh, Borderlands. I have to get that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I had to get the Borderlands book. I'm come on, that's one of my all-time favorite games, man. That thing sucked yeah. me in. So I'm looking forward to reading that. So. Yeah, I'm really torn about this whole mixed uh, media that we're seeing. Uh, and Halo's been doing it for a while, and a lot of these games have done it for a while, but I kind of miss getting a game and it just being the game, and that was it. <laughs> I, you know, the, the the one thing I will say is I like the idea because I like reading stories and getting background and, and seeing the rest of the universe that you don't get in the game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Gears Gears books is pretty much, they're just going in a line. They're going in a series. Uh, sounds like Borderlands may do the same. The The issue I have with the Halo books, as much as I like them, is they are breaking off. There are so many now. Yeah. So, you know, you have the Evolutions, which are just short stories, one and two volumes. And then you have the Helljumper comic series. Then you have the Cryptum three-book series. And then you have the first six books. And then you have... Uh, Glasslands, which is another three-book series starting. I mean, there's just so many. It, 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 it's just it's all over the place. And then when you read them, they cross times. Yeah. That well, you know you're you're crossing books, and it's just like ah, holy cow. So. Well, when you start expanding the universe that much off of a central idea, you get the Star Wars effect. Because I mean, originally that was three movies. You know, and then you get well, these movies came before. These books came after. These books came after those books, but these books happened during the same time. And then you get this game that happened centuries and centuries before any of those movies, you know? Well, if the the thing about Halo that I really like is they have all this stuff like flushed out already. So all the books that are being written are have to follow like their that go through their guidance or whatever. I mean, that's what 343 is. They're there to protect. Well, I mean, that's what right. Frank Honor's main job is. You know? Yes, that's... exactly. Yep. And if you want to see something cool, look at the Halo Encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah. That's that's something that's actually pretty cool to see how flushed out that, that environment or that universe is. But we digress again. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right. So anyway, that was it. Borderlands book is out, so I mean, we can move on to our friends list. Yeah. We'll let uh, Nice and read the first one. I'm doing what? Where are crap? <laughs> <laughs> Unless he had anything, any stories that uh, he wanted to talk about or anything to share. Uh, no, I just need to reopen Windows. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I can read it. Don't worry about it. It's, um... This came to me in uh, an Xbox message from Brass Monkey Pro. There was two of them, but I have them here together. It says, out of the five games nominated for Game of the Year for the Video Game Awards, which game would you want to see, uh, want to be Game of the Year? And, and, then the, and then the second message says, oh yeah, I forgot to say which games were nominated unless you guys know. <laughs> Zelda, Portal 2, Skyrim, Batman, and Uncharted. 
that'd be Uncharted 3, Batman, Arkham City. Uh, all the other ones are pretty given. Um, so, Which I don't want to go into... Uh, what's that? Which Zelda is that? Skyward? Skyward Sword. Um, without going into, like, too much of the Game of the Year stuff, because I know we usually have a show on it, um, out of just these ones that are here... I would have to guess... Oh, this is the one I would like to see win it. I'd like to see Batman win it. I'd be between Batman and Uncharted, but I would say Batman. So, what about you guys out of the five that I read? Well, I'm only going to play one of them. Okay, so you're voting for Skyrim? (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the one I would pick. But I mean, I'd like to see Batman take it just because I I saw some of the clips from the uh, the last one. And I think that studio's done really well. Yeah, I'd have to go with Batman as well. Um, that's probably the real reason Rob's not here. He's probably playing it. <laughs> <laughs> and any game they can get Rob actually back into playing deserves Game of That'd the Year, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. So I, honestly, I don't even know why Zelda's in there. Here's Portal Two was good. I don't think it's Game of the Year potential or you know quality. Um, Zelda, I have no idea why it's there. Just because Nintendo finally releases a game doesn't mean it should be up for Game of the Year. Don't feel sorry for them and put one of their games in the list. Um, To me, I would say Skyrim, Batman, and Uncharted are really like the three that should be considered, you know, as it is, uh, in my opinion. But, you know, Uncharted, with like I said, Batman, but Uncharted sitting there, as much as I've heard about it, it just seems like it's a really good game. And and so it's going to be between those two. Uh, I was really waiting for Skyrim to come out to say, you know, take the thing. But, you know, I'd say Batman. But, all right. Wing, what's next? Uh, Here we go. We got a Google voice from Mr. Dirty Bite. So we'll let him. Take it away. Hey, Wayne, this is uh, Dirty Bite again. Just got some speculation I need clarification on. All right, we're speculating that the Xbox 720 will come out in 2013. I was just reading today that the speculation is that the new Vegas will come out in 2013. When I was watching the video that was on the Internet, they're saying this is not actual game footage. Could that technically be game footage for the 720? Uh, thought I'd throw that out there and see what your comments are. Uh, no picking up grenades for you. All right, bye. All right, thanks for calling in, Dirty Bite. Um, so you want to know about the Xbox 720 coming out in 2013 <laughs> um, and the footage. Now, I'm assuming he's talking about the footage of, of the next Vegas. I believe he's talking about Rainbow Six um, that we were talking about last week and the video that was posted on the site. And I'm hopefully he's not talking about Fallout New Vegas, but I, I think he's talking about Rainbow Six. Um, the video that I saw, no, I, I don't believe that that is footage from the next console. Um, I believe you will oh, not no. you will not see video footage from an, a new console until they announce them actually being out. Um, anytime that they release stuff early, which the Rainbow Six game is very, very early. Uh, we're talking two years. 
they're going to say not not in game or not actual representation because it's not complete. And they want you to know yeah. that this is not complete. This could change drastically. Um, you know, so I say no, this is footage from a PS3, which is the in the video what we saw that was a PS3 footage for uh, Patriots, uh, Rainbow Six Patriots. If you're yeah. talking about another video, then I'm, I'm not sure which one you're referring to. Um, but no, I don't No, No one's seen any video footage of, uh, of the next hardware. Uh, the only people that may have seen that would be those that may be working on it. <laughs> yeah, and and that video even says like it's not actual footage. And if you, the guy talking at the end is like, "Thanks for looking at what we are trying, we are hoping to get to in the next, you know, in that game." So it's almost like it's a scripted out, you know, video type of scenario. But yeah. If so. they do, if they do reach that, if they do reach that, that game's gonna be awesome. Yeah, and I think what they're trying to reach is more of... I mean, I'm reading an article now on the new Game Informer. They got a huge article about it. I'm still reading, working my way through it. But, um, you know, they're planning to have you, you know, see things from both sides of the coin, so to say, so that you see why... It's going to be more of like a homegrown terrorism. So it's going to be the terrorists are going to be here. They're going to be Americans. And hmm. you're going to see why they're doing what they're doing, and you're going to understand and feel for them. And then you're going to have to Some be on us. the other side. And um, I think it's going to be kind of interesting. I still think, that, you know, as long as I can go into cover with my left trigger <laughs> yeah. and lean out it's, with my left stick, if they, I'm, I'm praying they don't change that control scheme because that is one of the things I absolutely, I wish every game would allow you to go into cover by holding the left trigger and then leaning mm-hmm. out and in, in, in with the left stick, like you do in rainbow six. To me, that's the perfect control scheme. I hate the whole hit a to go into cover. Um, yeah. I mean, you don't I, like hitting cover when you want to jump or run or exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think, you know, you know it's going to be a good game and they're going after, um, they're going to try to, there's a whole section in there about multiplayer. Uh, they're really going to try, because they used to be really big in the multiplayer world, and of course they've been really kind of gone for a long time, and they uh, have talked about they are really going to focus on the multiplayer as well. So the whole game should be a blast to play, and I'm looking forward to it. You know, that's a the great concept to like get you to... You know, imagine playing a game where the states split into ten levels, and the and the first half of the game is actually you as the terrorist and showing you why they're doing and making you sympathize with what they're doing. And then all of a sudden, you flip to the other side and says, and and pretty much say like, stop the terrorists. Right, and that's and you're that's, and, you're, and you're just yeah. I mean, that's all. I think that's awesome because you know, that, that's think like yeah, sorry. what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, I think that's awesome because then it's like. I don't want to stop them. You know, exactly. like I, I, I know what they're doing and I, it's like, I agree with them. Like, why, why do I want to stop them? I, I think that's, that's awesome. You know, cause you're always worried about stopping them, you know, like, you know, USA's right. Or, you know, Europe's right. When you think about whatever the factions are in call of duty, like I'm always against the bad guys, but you know, that's well, I guess, uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> what? What? Uh, no, nothing, nothing. <laughs> All right, then. Well, that's it. That's a good side, good, good link to show, and nice. And again, thank you very much. 
That was fun. Yep. Um, nice. And just in case you want to visit my blog, it is at uh, thisxboxlife.com. Uh, you can email me at any time if you get mad at your favorite host wing and want to switch sides. You can reach me at contact at thisxboxlife.com. Um, everybody, feel free to go out to our site, uh, you, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Zazzle, Cafe Press. Um, they're all, you know, website.com slash thisxboxlife. And our voicemail is 224-698-XBOX. It's 224 698 Nine two six nine, and you can sound just like Dirty Bite. Hey, you know what? Though I want to interrupt real quick. Okay. Black Friday. Don't forget Word. Zazzle, because last year I got T-shirts, TXL T-shirts for like seventy-five percent off or something like that, or fifty percent off on Black Friday. So I don't know if they're going to do it again this year. I haven't seen anything, but I would. Check them out. Also, Cafe Press, because we have shirts over there, too. Might want to check both those sites out on Black Friday, and maybe you can get some TXL and Achievement Hound merchandise for a good price. Yeah, it was really cheap last year. Yeah, I, I'm waiting. I'm going to hit it up. I'll buy more shirts. And this year, I'm hoping to buy a, a mug. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, All right. Well, that's it, guys. So, uh... I will see or talk to everybody next week. So, Brun, BJSwick33. I'm Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, taking off. And uh, John, also known as Nice. Later. My stars the drifting sky.